I'm Chuck Smeaton from the Royal Institution of Australia, and this is the Cosmos Briefing Podcast. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Ghana people, traditional owners of the land where I speak to you from today, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Have you ever eaten a cricket? How about a mealworm or an ant? Did you even know that these insects are available to buy as food products in Australia? Some experts think that increasing consumption of insect protein could be pretty good for our health and for the planet. Today, Cosmos Science journalist Matilda Hansley-Davis talks to Sky Blackburn, an entomologist and food scientist based in Sydney. Sky is bringing these skills together to try and get edible insects into the Australian mainstream. Sky, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Why do you think we should be eating more insects? Um, There's lots of reasons that I think, but the main ones would be um, they're a very sustainable source of protein, they're very nutrient-dense, and they can actually be really, really delicious when you make um, awesome foods out of them. Cool. What, What is sustainable about insects compared to, say, other protein sources? Yeah, so in our farm, we actually um, circle fruit and vegetable waste, which would normally go to landfill back into our food system as feed for our mini livestock. And we use a lot less space, we use a lot less water, and we create a lot less greenhouse gases during their production as well. Um, We actually convert unused warehouse spaces in urban areas into cricket protein farms. Um, So the food doesn't have to travel very far as well to reach people that actually need it. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, And what about in terms of the nutritional and, and the taste benefits? Can you expand on those a bit? Yes, so definitely um, when we talk about insect protein or cricket protein, it is underselling it a little bit because it's not just protein. So if you take cricket protein powder as an example, um, that's 68.5% digestible protein. So we have enzymes in our guts that are there to digest the types of proteins that are found in insects. So our body uses it really, really efficiently. Um, Besides that, it's packed full of essential micronutrients. So things like calcium and iron, magnesium, manganese, um, Um, phosphorus, uh, potassium and zinc. You've got heaps of omega-3 and omega-6. You've got uh, lots of B12 as well, and it has all nine essential amino acids. So it's everything that your body needs kind of in this tiny little package. Wow. I, I didn't know that insects were so nutritious in that way. Can you tell me about the science that goes into creating your food products? Yeah, so we actually do everything from farm to table under one roof. So we spent a lot of time. We've actually been doing this um, since 2007. We started Australia's first insect protein farm. So we spent a lot of time um, making sure that we can commercialise the process of um, insect protein farming. And what we actually do now is we create familiar foods that you would eat all the time anyway, and we enrich them with invisible insects protein. So um, I'm a food scientist and an entomologist. So I use a lot of my food science skills during um, kind of our processing side of things. So we can make powders, oils, paste, and even a milk kind of product out of um, the insects so that we can use them as a food ingredient. And then we develop all these fantastic products that people actually really love to eat, not just because um, not as like a novel thing. So they actually taste really delicious. So people might buy it the first time because it's got crickets in it and they want to try something that's made out of cricket protein, but they'll come back and buy it again because it was actually really delicious and it was really good for them as well. So uh, picking up on that, which insects taste the best? And were there any that you 
tried and you know did, didn't, didn't end like. up working out yeah yeah definitely so um when we look at commercializing um insect proteins um we specifically chose um crickets and mealworms because they have low color low flavor low texture but they're very nutrient dense but in saying that there's over 2,000 recorded kinds of um edible insects in the world and lots of countries already eat insects as part of their everyday diet um and different insects have different kind of plate flavor profiles to them so if you have things like um, a cricket if you try it by itself it has a really mild kind of almondy flavor to it um, but it kind of has the characteristics of tofu so it absorbs the flavors that are around it so if you're adding it to something else you wouldn't even know that it's there um, something like a mealworm has the texture if it's roasted it has the texture of kind of like rice bubbles um, but it has more of like a walnutty kind of oily flavor to it um, and then you have things like ants ants have um, can have like a citrus flavor flavor or a lemon flavor or even a strawberry or a woody kind of flavor to them. Um, I've tried um, scorpions quite a few times and I don't like those. Um, they have a bitter kind of coffee flavor to them. So not the best. It's very visual, but not the best kind of insect um, to eat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that's really interesting, especially about the ants. Cause I know that's um, especially using native ants, like the green ant gin and things like that are, you know, working their way a little bit into the mainstream over the past few years and some other, you know, food industries as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's talking about taste, which insects are the easiest to grow or farm and care for? Um, it kind of depends. So um, the, the mealworms, if you're doing it at home, mealworms are definitely a fantastic place to start if you wanted to start your own um, little edible insect farm to feed your family. Um, in my house, we actually have um, a little mealworm farm. You look after it similarly to kind of like a worm farm. So my kids actually give the, the mealworm farm like their fruit and vegetable scraps and then they get a delicious snack out of it as well. So I make um, like chocolate chip and mealworm cookies for them or they might like some salt and vinegar mealworms and things like that that's what they kind of like for their afternoon snack um there's lots of different kinds of insects that we can commercialize and be able to produce them in large numbers so the main things that we would look at would be like crickets mealworms and even black soldier fly larva wow that's that's really interesting so th my next question may seem a little bit silly to some people but I'm, I'm actually vegetarian so I have this extra layer of I, I guess hesitation about the idea of eating insects sometimes how do you deal with insect welfare do, do they have a good life what are they um, how does the land use and environmental impact compare to sort of other food sources can you speak about that a bit so we actually have um, an insect welfare statement, which we, all of our staff, really are passionate about um, insects. So we make sure that um, they have lots of space, they have the conditions that they like, and they're fed a really good diet. So they're actually having um, a really happy and healthy life. A lot of people also choose to cut down on meat or animal products because they're concerned about the land use and the environmental impact and the, you know, some of the inefficiencies in, in agriculture sometimes. So what are the advantages of your approach in that sense? 
Yeah, so because we actually feed our, um, our insects fruit and vegetable waste that would normally go to landfill, we're actually circling those nutrients back into our food system. Um, because we don't use up a lot of water when we're farming our insects as well, they get a lot of the water that they need from that fruit and vegetables. Um, if you replace just one meat-based meal a week with a meal that uses crickets as your source of protein instead, you actually save over 100,000 litres of drinking water a year. So that's about four swimming pools full of water um, wow. we also create one one hundredth of the amount of greenhouse gases when compared to traditional farming and um, insects don't waste they're not like us silly mammals and they wait don't waste a lot of energy maintaining a set body temperature like we do so um, most of what they eat gets converted directly into body mass so um, yeah it means that you know we're using less space we're recycling um, or upcycling the fruit and vegetable waste as well and and we're creating less greenhouse gases during their production. So it's all, all around a good product. Wow, that, that's really, really cool. I, I didn't know a lot of that. So what would you say to people who are hesitant about insect protein, Sky? after listening um, to this <laughs> um so i feel like people that are a little bit hesitant towards insect protein you need to think of it more as a food ingredient so um if you're having a cricket protein powder it's just a powder there's no legs and wings and antennas in there you can have it in the form of um, like a cricket protein corn chip or a high protein pasta that's just been enriched with invisible insect proteins um when we think about having jelly we don't say we're eating the boiled skin and hooves of cows and pigs, which is what gelatin is, do we? Um, we just say it's jelly. So I think we need to move past that initial ick factor that we kind of have and um, move forward as thinking insect proteins are just a nutritional ingredient that we can use to make our everyday foods even better. Right. What excites you the most about this work that you're doing at the moment? The most exciting thing for our work at the moment is definitely being able to feed more people using less resources. So um, that's kind of why we started this in the first place, so that we can feed as many people as we can, knowing that we're not going to be able to have enough food in the not-too-distant future. So it's not like it's something that we won't see um, to be able to feed our population. So being able to, you know, be one part of the piece of the puzzle when it comes to um, securing our food future is definitely something that's exciting for us. Um, and because we're actually seeing um, like all these alternative protein products coming onto shelves around Australia at the moment, it's easier than ever to be able to pick up, um, you know, a packet of cricket protein pasta when you're doing your everyday shopping, which is really, really awesome because when we started doing this 15 years ago, um, who would have thought that you would be able to pick up cricket protein on the shelves when you're buying your, <laughs> buying your bread and your milk? Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree, that's very important to be thinking about food security and how we're going to feed the world and keep everyone healthy in, in the coming decades. So that's fantastic. Uh, final question, where do you hope the field will be in five years' time? Um in five years time I definitely think that you'll be seeing much many more products on the shelves containing insect proteins and most for households will actually have insect protein in some kind of form in products that they've got in their house which is really awesome yeah wow is, is that also something that is part of your business this sort of home home insect farming 
Um, we don't do home insect farming, um, but definitely it's something that you can do at home if you wanted to. And there's a lot of resources available on the internet. There's a lot of um, support groups and things like that for people that are trying to get into mealworm farming or black soldier fly farming and things like that, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure quite a few people watching might be interested in, in checking that out. Thank you so much, Sky, for speaking to me today. It was great to meet you. Thank you for having me. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Remember that you can head to cosmosmagazine.com via the link in the description for more great content. You can also subscribe to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's only science print magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, with its unique approach to how science, news, and the economy intersect. Podcast listeners can get both products at a special price using the coupon code you'll also find in the description. Of course, you can watch and listen to all our Cosmos briefings via the link in the description too. And remember, if you support science and its communication, please support our work at the Royal Institution of Australia. I'm Chuck Smeaton, and today's interview was conducted by Matilda Hansley-Davis. Thank you. Thank you.